Hey everyone, before we begin on these stories, I need to give you all a major trigger warning for sexual abuse. The first story is pretty mild, but the second two, they're probably some of the darkest stories I've done in a really long time. And yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a big heads up. All that being said though, if you're ready, let's get into the stories. I'm a 28-year-old male, and I live in Germany. It's been quite a while now since this happened, but I remember it as vivid as if it had just happened yesterday. At the time, I lived and grew up in a city in southwest Germany. I was about nine years old when it all happened. It was a really beautiful day in spring, and my friend and I had just finished school for the day. My friend Stefan and I had went to the third grade at the time. My grandmother has always been a very cautious person, and she never wanted to let us walk alone to school or home. We were kids, and we wanted to be like grown-ups, and I always told my grandma to just let us walk alone, and that she shouldn't have to walk with us all the time, since I thought it wasn't cool. Well, in the morning, my friend Stefan and I always met at my house, and from there, we continued our estimated 20-minute walk to school together. I later found out by my mom that my grandmother would follow us and then keep an eye on us from way behind. That went on for quite a while. Anyway, one day, I think it was Stefan's birthday. On that day, my grandmother and his grandmother came to pick us both up from school. As said before, it was a beautiful day and it was around noon. Our grandmas were walking up in front of us and were like 50 meters behind, fooling around and talking. Well, a couple of minutes before arriving home, we passed over a bridge, and we eventually came to a playground. This playground was surrounded by a hedge, which was about two meters high. As my friend and I were walking past it, all of a sudden, a man jumped out of it. He was bald, and he must have been in his 40s. He was wearing a gray shirt with long sleeves and jeans. Since I was so immersed in talking to my friend, I was even more shocked when I realized he was standing right next to me. In my adrenaline rush, I hadn't even noticed that he had grabbed my arm. He started talking and he told me that I had to come with him right away because he apparently witnessed me throwing rocks down the bridge under the cars, which was total bullshit by the way. He was already starting to pull me away from Stefan when all of a sudden my grandma stepped in and asked him firmly what the fuck he was doing and he told her the same thing. My grandma knew better than this, and she told him to piss off right away, or she's calling the cops. Well, as you can imagine, the guy listened right away, and he then let go of me and ran off. I was honestly shocked at this whole ordeal, and I didn't really know what to think at the time. As soon as we got home, we'd called the police and reported the incident. Unfortunately, as far as I know, he's never been caught which didn't really surprise me since it was just some random old guy on the bridge. I am really glad though that my grandma was there. If she wasn't, there's really no telling what would have happened. I don't even want to imagine it. I live in Southern California and I'm an indigenous woman. When I was 14, I'd started talking to this guy on Instagram. He said he was 18 and gay and he just wanted to be friends. I think he mentioned his sexuality for me to let my guard down. Well, we talked for a few months and he said he wanted to pick me up and hang out sometime. 
We did, and we went to a hotel and just watched some cartoons on the TV and just talked until he took me home. The next day, he said he wanted to take an Uber and take me to the hotel again and hang out. I said yes. When I got there, I'd asked for some water to drink, but he said he only had sparkling water, which now I know was laced. I thought it tasted kind of weird, but I still drank it. And as you can probably expect, within a couple of minutes later, I passed out. When I woke up, I was tied to a chair in the bathroom. He drugged me, and he ended up raping me repeatedly. I was so drugged up that I felt like I was dying. After that, he had dunked my head into the bathtub repeatedly, so I would stop passing out from all the drugs in my system. He tied me back up, and a woman came into the hotel room, and she started joining in on the rape. I begged her to help me, sobbing, telling her we can get out of this together. She just ignored me with lifeless eyes and just continued what she was doing. After about 15 minutes, she left, and I was once again stuck with the man. At this point, I was now gone from my home for about four to five hours, and my mom was getting really worried about me. From my mom's perspective, she had called the police, and she told them I was missing, and she saw all of the messages between the man and I. She somehow got into my phone and was able to locate where I was at. She called the police again and she told them what she found. All of this was happening while I was getting assaulted and tortured simultaneously. The police eventually showed up and knocked on the door. The man put me in the closet and he told me if I made any sudden noise, he would kill me and my family. He opened the door and said all the right things to the officer. My mom then pleaded with them to check again. Something just kept telling her I was there. After that, the man was totally freaking out, telling me we had to leave. About 10 minutes later, the police showed back up, searched the whole room, and then found me in the closet. I also want to mention that this was right in the middle of all the BLM protests, and when I saw them with their guns raised, I threw my hands in the air. I thought they were going to shoot me. I was naked from the waist down. They gave me a towel and they had asked me what my name was and what day it was. The man was arrested and surprise, surprise, he wasn't 18, he was actually 29. Afterwards, I had to stay at the hospital to get all the drugs out of my system as well as get medical treatment for all the injuries I endured. Well, about a year later, I actually had to testify against him in court. We later all found out that this guy was a part of a huge human trafficking ring and he ended up going to prison. The other woman who was a part of this was never caught, and we still don't really know if she was another victim or part of the whole thing. That day has really haunted me. I was diagnosed with PTSD and depression. I still can't go into large areas of water. I always fear people are touching me, and for the first few months after this, I would take showers with all my clothes on. This was the most traumatic experience of my life. My mom saved my life that day, and she's my hero. Without her, I wouldn't be here today. Thank you for sharing my story. My name is Angela, and the story takes place when I was 15 years old. Those years were pretty traumatic for me, due to my mom going through a severe midlife crisis. My mom would let my sister and I throw parties, and she would even party with us after she got back from the bar. My mom is a very beautiful woman, but has horrible confidence, due to my dad being very abusive when I was younger, 
and when they were still together. One night my stepsister came over to stay the night, which was actually my dad's stepdaughter, but my mom and stepmother used to be best friends, so I really had grown up with her my entire life, so it wasn't some weird thing for her to stay at my mom's. Well, she came over and so did a few of my other friends, and we all had some drinks and played beer pong. A few hours later, a couple of my mom's friends came, which was actually her best friend's nephew and his cousin. My mom's best friend's nephew was in his 30s, and he actually just got out of prison not too long before this. He was extremely good looking, but you could definitely tell he went to prison by the way he carried himself. He had dark hair and perfectly tanned skin and super blue eyes. But again, he was in his 30s and I was 15, so I didn't really think anything other than I would just enjoy looking at him. Fast forward a few hours and a few drinks later, one of my guy friends was starting to be a smartass and he kept calling me names, but that was just our dynamic. Well, Doug, which was my mom's friend's nephew, without a beat, he had told my friend to watch his mouth or him and his cousin would then stick his head in the toilet. He said it with such seriousness that it definitely put an awkward feeling in the air now, and now everyone immediately wanted to leave. I mean, I don't really blame them. I mean, there's two pretty intimidating older guys threatening me. I would have wanted to get out of there as fast as I could too. So it was now just my mom, stepsister, and Doug, and his cousin left at this point. We all kept drinking when Doug had mentioned that he needed to run back to his place to go get some of his weed as well as his Xbox to hook it all up for us to play. He asked my stepsister and I if we wanted to go to his place, which was right down the road. We agreed, and my mom was so trashed at the time that she actually let two 15-year-old girls go somewhere with a 34-year-old man, which was a 34-year-old convict at that. We finally got into the car, and it seemed almost immediately that he had started saying some really inappropriate things to us. Why do you girls hang out with such losers like those guys? You're both so hot. You can do better than that. I looked in the back seat at my stepsister, and I gave her a weird look, hoping she would answer the question, because I didn't know what to say to that. She started laughing, and she said we don't date those guys. They're just our friends. Yeah, well, y'all can do way better than that. I mean, fuck. If I was your age, I'd definitely be chasing that ass. We pulled into his driveway and he asked us to go into his house with him to go get the Xbox and weed. We went inside and there was baby toys everywhere and females makeup and hair stuff all over the floor. You could definitely tell this wasn't just his house and he wasn't single at all. Not only was it weird for him to be hitting on two younger girls, but he was also in a relationship and had a kid. We didn't say anything, but I'd pointed it out to my stepsister quietly when he was in his room. He said he got the Xbox, but he couldn't find the weed anywhere and he asked if we cared if we stopped at his friend's house to go grab some. I told him I guess not, but we better hurry, because my mom was going to start wondering where we were. My cell phone was also completely dead at this point, so I couldn't even text her to tell her we were going to be longer, and my stepsister didn't have one. After being at his house and seeing that he had a family, I started feeling quite weird about this guy bringing us girls into their home, and I just wanted to get back to my mom as fast as possible. We all got back into the car and he asked if I wanted to put anything on the radio. So I turned it on and after I had turned up the volume, he had put his hand on my thigh. I was wearing shorts at the time because it was summertime. So when he put his cold hand on my leg, I jumped and he asked if I was okay. It almost certainly wasn't okay 
and it was really creeping me out. But it was scary, and I didn't want to upset him, so I said it was fine. My stepsister grabbed my shoulder from the back seat and then started squeezing it, and I knew this was meant to see what he was doing and that she's here if I need her. He started moving his fingers up higher into the leg of my shorts and started playing with my panty line. I just kept praying that his friend's house was getting closer, but when we got on the interstate, I knew it wasn't very close. Now girls, when we get here, you're going to have to stay in the car because my buddy isn't going to be happy that I'm bringing over people he don't know. We both said okay, and I got very freaked out, wondering what kind of people we were about to be around right now. He eventually got off the exit, and as we got off, it was a nasty city that was run the hell down, a bunch of raggedy houses and graffiti on buildings. So needless to say, this town was dangerous to say the least. Now, I obviously didn't live a sheltered life, but I wasn't used to being around places like this. We pull up in the driveway, and he kisses me on the cheek. He grabs the Xbox that was beneath my feet and goes inside. The second he got out of the car, my stepsister and I just looked at each other. Why the hell did he bring the Xbox in there? Yeah, is he going to go play Xbox with these people? Are we never getting the fuck out of here? Wait a minute. Why the hell is there no lights in there? It looks like no one's even home. Yeah, something's weird here, but he just went inside, so obviously someone's home. Why was he kissing you on the cheek like that and putting his hand on your leg? My stepsister asked. I don't know, but I just really want to get the fuck out of here. He better hurry up or I'm going to start honking the horn, I said. Well, we kept chit-chatting for about 15 minutes when he started running out to the car and then stuck his head in the window. Why don't you girls come inside for a minute and hang out with me? Um, no, we don't want to. I want to go home. My mom is probably freaking out right now. He then laughed and then said back, Just bring your asses inside for five minutes, and I promise we can leave. Again, I was seriously so fucking scared and annoyed, but against my and my sister's better judgment, we went in. We walked inside, and it didn't take too long for us to realize that this was a fucking trap house. There were no lights, only candles lit, and no carpets on the floors but only mattresses and sheets on the floor. There was one small couch pressed up against a window, but it was completely ripped and shredded up. The windows were covered up with black sheets, and it smelled of cat piss and wet dog. There were two people sitting on the one mattress, a very thin woman with her hair tied in a ponytail, and a stocky man who was probably in his 50s. The old man then said to us, Hey ladies, I'm Dee, and this is Money, my girlfriend. What's y'all's names? We told him our names, and he patted the empty spot on the bed and told us to come on over and sit down. There were clear pipes with black residue spread out on the bed and some on the floor. I had never seen crack before in my life, but by the looks of it, I had assumed that's what they were on. He then put a rock into the pipe and started smoking it. We were seriously so freaked out at this point. I could tell by the look on my stepsister's face, she was seriously about to burst into tears at this point. Doug came back and he had sat on the floor next to Dee, and he then took his pipe from him and started smoking it. So how old did you say that Xbox was? Are you sure nothing's wrong with it? I'd really hate to pawn it and find out something's wrong with it, and you would hate it too, wouldn't you? No man, I promise. My girl used it just last night. It's fine. It was like he didn't even give two flying fucks that he had us in this fucked up situation, 
or that we both knew he never had any intentions of getting weed or playing that Xbox with us. He then stuck his hand down my shirt and pulled on my tank top, right down to where the cup of my bra was showing. Isn't this one sexy as fuck? Just look at these, man. I just wanted to scream and run out at this point, but where the fuck were we going to go? This wasn't a neighborhood we should be out in at night, and I had no idea where the hell we were besides the exit we got off of. Dee then spoke up and said, So you girls really are only 18, right? Immediately before Doug could speak up, I then said loudly, No, we're only 15. And that's when Dee called Doug a fucking liar. I hadn't heard Money say anything at this point, but she finally spoke up and then said, You brought underage girls to our fucking house. You know they're going to rat us out, right? My sister tried to reassure her that we would never say anything, her voice cracking as she's speaking. Yeah, we would never say a word because we'd be in trouble too for being here, so we aren't going to say anything. I don't know. How can we be sure you're not going to say anything? Dee said, Well, they're going to have to smoke. That way we know they ain't going to rat on us. They ain't going to rat if they get high. They'd be too afraid to say shit. Money said, Yeah, girls, just smoke some. You'll really like it. Doug said, I don't want to do this. I shouted. I just told you guys we won't say anything. No, you're going to smoke it. And then we can have a little fun afterwards. Doug said, I had no fucking clue what he meant by that. But we both were soon about to find out. They eventually showed us how to smoke it. And luckily, I must have not inhaled it right. Because I didn't feel any different. My stepsister, on the other hand, said her chest was starting to hurt, and she felt super out of her skin. Doug then started getting super disgusting. He told us we had to kiss each other so everyone could watch. We were so scared and shaking, but we complied. We just did it out of fear of our lives at this point. I wanted to fucking kill these sick fucks, but I just kept my cool and did whatever I was told to do. That's when Doug then asked if he could take us to the back room. The walk to the back room felt like a million steps, because I just knew what awaited us there. When we got to the back room, the cab piss smell was so overwhelming, I could have thrown up. There was kitty litter and shit all over the corner of the room, and nothing else in there except some boxes which you could barely see. The only light was the candlelight shining in from the other room. He then told us to get on our knees and take turns giving him oral sex. He then lied us down on the floor and took turns raping us. I remember just looking at the wall and just trying to take myself into a happy place in my life and completely zoning out. He told us he couldn't get off and to put our clothes back on and to come back out when we're done. We went back out there and I actually heard Money telling Dee that she wished he would have fucked us in front of them because it really would have gotten her in the mood. Dee then said that he must have not done a good enough job because he didn't hear any moans coming from the room. I pleaded with Doug to take us home already and he said he would once I got light outside. My stepsister was crying silently, and I would have gave anything just to get her out of this mess as soon as possible. Dee then told Doug he was going to get in some trouble for messing with younger girls, and if it ever comes back while we're here, he would be dead. I asked if my stepsister and I could go sit on the couch and try and get some sleep. I honestly couldn't sleep, but even if it was across the room, I wanted to be out of reach from everyone else just in case someone else tried to put their hands on us too. We went over there, and I just held on to my sister. She was shaking, and we were both drenched in sweat, and we smelt of stale beer. It finally became daylight, 
Those three kept smoking all night long and bullshitting about crazy nonsense. Can we please go home now? We said. I don't know. I kind of want to keep you girls here for a couple of days. Please, Doug, please. Take us home. Can we go outside and talk for a minute? No. You say what you gotta say right here. Well, if my mom doesn't see us home soon, she's definitely gonna start panicking and come looking for us. Money then spoke up and said, Alright, Doug, get these little bitches the fuck out of here. We don't need no damn pigs snooping around here. He finally agreed to take us home. On the way taking us home, I had really paid attention to where we were so I could tell my mom when we got back. On the way back, he didn't really say too much besides we should do this again sometime. And to tell my mom we had him take us to our friend's house last night and we didn't know where he was. He pulled up to the end of my street and he made us get out and walk the rest of the way back to my house. When we got there, my mom and my mom's best friend, Doug's aunt, came running outside along with Doug's grandpa and grandma. What the fuck happened to you guys? And where the hell's Doug? We both told them the whole story, and they all asked us to take them to the house we were at, because his girlfriend said he wasn't back yet. We took them to the house, and lo and behold, he was there, and he then came out. I seen him get into his grandpa's car, and followed him back to his house. When we got there and he got out of the car, my mom's friend jumped out of our car and started beating the shit out of him. Then his girlfriend came out and started beating on him too. My mom's friend dragged him by the ear and then made him apologize to me and my sister for everything he did to us. At the time, I didn't know if my mom called the cops because it was her friend's family and if the cops got involved, she might lose me. My stepsister never told a soul about what happened and we never even discussed it until we got older. But she did tell me that was her first time and how devastating it was for her. I ended up seeing Doug a few years later, standing outside my boyfriend's house. He eventually came up to me and he asked to use my phone and was really friendly, like I was some old friend of his. I told my boyfriend who he was and he told him he never wanted to see him around his place again. The story really haunts me and it probably has a lot to do with a lot of the poor choices I made in my younger years. Luckily, I have a family now and I live a very productive life. My mom is also a completely different person now and has a very protective grandmother. I'm really glad we made it out of this terrifying situation that really could have ended much worse. To Doug, you fucking pedophile fucking old ass creep, I really hope I never see you again.